Can we put the text on the screen, please? Oh, you're ahead of me. Look at that. Uh, this is the text uh, this morning. I'll just read it. If I can, I'll come back because it's big, big. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed by day, day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is seen is eternal. Thanks. Um, one of the, we're doing two Corinthians, and we've been going through them sort of chunk by chunk. Um, it's been interleaved with a series on faith, so it's like, like that, right? Corinthians faith, Corinthians faith. So it's been quite a long time while we've been doing Corinthians. It's a great thing to do, and it's a lovely thing to do. But you do sometimes miss the flow of the whole argument by having just a little bit, right? What is the first word in this reading? Whenever there's a therefore in Scripture, you've got to ask what it's there for. You know? Because Paul is saying, therefore, and that refers back to what he's been saying, doesn't it? You know, blah, 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 therefore, blah, 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 all right? It's no point looking at the a bit after it until you look a bit before it. And so the, I've got to tell a little bit, this could be a very long sermon, um, but I'm not going to make it that. I want to look back at what's been said in chapter four so far. I've got a slide somewhere, I hope. Can you see the bits in red? Chapter one starts, therefore, I'll skip that phrase, we do not lose heart. La, 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 therefore, we do not lose heart. They book it, that phrase bookends this chapter. So, but that, that and this, I don't, before I get into the passage, I just want to say a bit about the fact it's there. <sighs> Paul is brilliant. He's that apostle who's starting the church release. He's pushing new churches all over the place. He's taken the gospel from, from where it's been in Palestine, right around the Roman Empire. He writes the most amazing stuff. He's led by spirit. And he says... Therefore, we, includes himself, do not lose heart. Losing heart, being discouraged, feeling like giving up, feeling that actually I'm getting nowhere and it's just not worth it, is not an unusual feeling. It's easy in different walks of life, not just planting churches in the Eastern Mediterranean, to get to the point where you're discouraged. Discouragement is a real and positive thing. No, not positive, you know what I mean, real, a real thing. And I just want to start off by saying Paul, obviously he writes this because clearly he was tempted to be discouraged, you get? You don't write, blah, 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 therefore we don't lose heart, if you're not somewhat tempted to lose heart. He struggled with, do you get? And, and Jesus tells a parable, I'm going to read it, don't, don't, put, don't put it on screen, I'm going to scan read it. You'll know it anyway. If you don't, go home and read it. Luke 18. Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. It's the parable of the unjust judge. You know, the judge, where Jesus says there's a judge in a town, he doesn't fear God or worry about men. And this, wo- this widow comes and wants to, him to judge her case and he just ignores her and puts her off and puts her off. And Jesus said eventually, he thinks, oh my goodness, I don't care, but she's just a problem, so I'll do give her what she wants. And just the case. Then Jesus says, won't your heavenly father so much more respond to those who ask him? And Jesus tells the parable, though, so we learn not to give up. But he tells the parable because he knows we want to give up. Do you get? It's not like if you want if you feel like this morning, any time in your Christian life, and there'll be some people this morning, Lord God, who feel this, 
and you feel it in lots of ways. Paul feels it because he's been trying to plant churches, and 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 you know he doesn't do what he's called to do, and it's hard. He's writing to Corinth with a church who, who sort of start off, and then they they do all bad stuff, and they rebel against him, and they complain about him, and he has to go there and tell them off, and we're not going through the history again. What am I doing, Lord? And I said for some of us, there'll be, I don't know, people, people in our family we prayed for, because we felt right by revelation to pray for them. We felt that's the right thing to do, that they become Christians or they get healed or, or whatever. And actually, sometimes you think, oh, you know, discouraged by this. This has been, you know, three minutes I've been praying for this. <laughs> or 30 years. Jesus told the parable, so you learn to keep praying and not give up. Paul says, therefore we do not lose heart. And then this is where I almost want to take my dog collar off because I'm not, not sure what theologically sound ground I'm on now, but I think Jesus almost got there as well. I don't know if anything come to mind. Who said, no, I don't think there. That's hard, but I don't think he's discouraged there at all. He's fighting a terrible battle. It's awful, but I don't think it's... But listen to this. On hearing this, many disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Where his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? What if you see the Son of Man ascend to where it was before? The Spirit gives life, but the flesh counts for nothing. That links very well back to the text, by the way. The Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. I'm saying, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? What did Jesus do? He turned to 12 and said, to 12, do you want to leave me too? Now, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to build theology on this, but I think at that point, Jesus is thinking, <laughs> and then Peter says, brilliant. Peter always gets a bad press for being, in, yeah, but here actually he says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Brilliant boy. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. It's actually... There are pieces around all over the place. There's a, there's a young person who's not here now uh, who was uh, 15 at the time when I was about to give up a lot of stuff and was in that state of, well, can I say, what is going on? Is it flipping worth it? Who uh, quietly encouraged me. And he never knew what he did. Bless him. Um, but sometimes we need a Peter next to us. Do you get? Who just says that word, that Holy Spirit, word. Now, I don't know. Jesus is the Son of God. He's absolutely... But he's at the point, he's not the eternal son of God in terms of lack of authority of God, is he? He's laid that aside, hasn't he? And I think at that point, he's not discouraged, but he's, oh God, he's got that temptation. That's there. You've been preaching, and well, he got, well, he got John 6, you know, halfway through, third way through the gospel, and people are leaving him because it's hard. This is the words of eternal life. This is the word of truth. I'm telling you the absolute truth that will transform your life and make you spiritually alive. How can you? And they turn away. Discouragement is a real thing. Paul says, do not lie heart. Now, there's some, also, I'll just go through the chapter briefly. I'm gonna, uh, if the slides work, the next slide will pick up another phrase in red. Bong. Oh, there we go. So the first thing is, oh, this, this work says, I'm going to pick up, there's loads of them. We have this ministry. Paul says, the first time he says it, he says, therefore, he puts the reason there, through God's, this ministry. We have the truth of eternal life, don't we? We know Jesus, and we're called to minister that into the world. Paul, in his own way, us in our way. 
we have the ability to bring reconciliation between people. And it may be sometimes we pray for people to become Christians and come back to faith, and it's hard. But when we see it, it's fantastic. And, and, and God has entrusted us with that. And if I get discouraged sometimes, I think, this is flipping hard, God. But actually, I think, oh, huh, hang on. God has asked each one of you to be one of his ministers. He's entrusted with you that ministry. It's awesome. It's fantastic. And Paul says, I know I've got this entrustment from God. I've been given this ministry. Therefore, we don't lose heart. Next one. Will it go or not? Can we do another one? There's loads of them. He's made, that's good, yeah. Uh, he made this light to shine in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the price of Christ. We know Jesus. We know God. Oh, my word. Sometimes I lose that, and I forget what it's like to be in the world and not have an intimate knowledge of God. I mean, I don't always see what God's doing, but at least I know I can see what God's doing. I can see from above and see what's going on. And there are people in the world who have no idea what's going on. And goodness knows what. And, and you know, they fumble through life, it seems to me, sometimes, doing what they have to do without any sense of purpose or direction or, 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 or God's re- reality at all. <sighs> but it's... But, that's one of the reasons why we don't lose heart. We don't lose heart because God's given us a ministry, and we don't lose heart because we have the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. Next one. I think there's only three I picked up tonight. Go. The grace that reaches. And it is reaching more people. Paul says here that actually the grace, that is the gospel, the truth is reaching more people. Actually, it is what truth. It does work. And sometimes you have to see that around the place a bit. But it is reaching more people. And we can name people. If you can't name people, I pray you soon will. In our experience, who've come into the truth through our ministry and have had the same experience of seeing the glory of God in the face of Christ. I don't understand why people don't see it. To me now, it's so flipping obvious. I can't see how people can't see it. I can't look at a bit of you know, quantum entanglement theory and not see the face of God in it. I can't see the structure of the way the world is in terms of its creation. I can't see, I mean, it's just so flipping obvious now, but I've been doing it for how many years? Don't tell me, too long. Back to the text, please. So now we come to, there's some of the reasons, but now we come to the bit we're actually gonna look at. Therefore, do not lose heart, because all this stuff, and there's more stuff there, Though, he says, outwardly we're wasting away. His reason, his last, his climax in this paragraph, the reason why we should not be discouraged, comes to this climax about this, the three verses. Though outwardly we're wasting away, oh, do I know about that? You, you see before you half a person. This ear works, that one doesn't. This knee works, that one doesn't. This shoulder's painful, that one's not. I've got about half a body that works. I feel like I'm on the halfway down the slope. Okay, and actually, I'm, I'm going for that because if I can live to 140, that'll be fine. <laughs> 120 is the biblical thing, isn't it? And I think he means that. That's in one sense, the physical thing, because Paul's been putting through stuff where he's been stoned and shipwrecked and put in prison and all that stuff. All right, physically, it's flipping hard at times, and we're wearing out. And Digression again, I don't entirely understand why it is the way God's made the world that we do wear out, but we do. I don't mean 
you know, <laughs> that nastily. But I'm sorry. How, so if you're under, if you're over 25, put your hands up. Your brains are failing slowly. Do you know that? Okay. You're on the slippery slope to, to, to just wearing out, okay? <laughs> if you're under, over 11, put your hands up. If you're over 11, put your hands up. Your hearing's failing. Your high-frequency hearing's going. Already, there are signs of the hardening of the little bones that bubble around, so you can't hear such high frequencies. Signs of, signs of decay. I'm looking at Laurie, not intentionally. So <laughs> Signs of decay are all around us, okay? <laughs> That's the way God's made it, right? And, and, and I, there must be a, a, there's, I'm sure there's grace in that lots of ways, right? But Paul says, like, actually, maybe I can't keep doing this forever. I'm wearing, but I'm outwardly wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. Right, that the spiritual part of us, the part, the sense that is going on forever. And remember, the Christian gospel about resurrection isn't our spirit goes on, nothing else. There's a body resurrection. Okay, we can get new bodies that don't wear out. Say amen. Yeah, but that's not today's talk. But while we're here, we're, we're being renewed day by day. And it's not just that, like we sort of we're like you know, um, when you first read that, it's sort of like you know, got um, my phone battery is being renewed day by day because I charge it each night, isn't it? It works in the morning, it runs down, I put it on the charge at night and it recovers. It's not that at all, really. It's, not, it, it, it's a continuous process. It's a growing process. Because then he goes on to say, verse 17, oh, the, the words, oh this, this is such a weird sentence. For our light and momentary troubles, okay, there are troubles that are light, not weighty, and momentary, are achieving, are achieving for us an eternal glory. Notice the fact there's a causal link there. Now, I don't understand this totally. I don't understand the, 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 co the connection between the light and momentary afflictions that we suffer. That working for, living for Jesus is hard work at times, and it, you can get depressed, and you can lose heart. But that, going through that, produces an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. In Greek, there's a word hyperbion. Can't even say it. Hyperbolon, which is where you get the word hyperbola. What's hyperbola mean? Come on, English students, GCSE. What's hyperbola? What's hyperbola? <laughs> They've gone to sleep. Hyperbola means exaggeration, and the word basically means it's surpassing all. It's an excessive word, and in the in the text, it just says superb, surpassing all, um, superlative hyperbole to superbole. Hyperbole. The word's twice. It's almost untranslatable. It's surpassing everything to surpassing everything. He lays it on really thick about the light momentary afflictions and the surpassing glory, the surpassing, surpassing infinite, passing infinite glory that we're going to get, that's producing. Paul's looking not to the stuff of the world, really, but the stuff of the Spirit. He says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Unseen doesn't mean unreal. Oh, my days. We as a, as a culture should know that now. Viruses are unseen by naked eye, but they're for real. Quarks, he said, wanted to get carried away, but I won't, are unseen, but they're real. In, in 
Paul Simon, perhaps not like that, perhaps they could see all things that were real. But he's saying that there's unseen stuff, the spiritual stuff is what we fix our eyes on. So not getting his last thing about not being discouraged, not losing heart, is about where do you look? Are you looking at the problems, because there are problems? Are you looking at the fact that, that this is not working out like I really hoped it would do? Are you looking at the fact that I, you know, I don't know, I've tried half of this and it really hasn't worked? Or are you looking at what God says? Are you looking from above? Are you looking at the glory of God in Christ Jesus? Because that's where we've got to be looking. That's where our direction of gaze should be. That's what should be defining our, our sense of what is going on here. Now, it's not wrong to feel slightly discouraged and fed up with stuff. It's not wrong to get discouraged in praying and give up because you can't, you've been praying for a long time, it hasn't happened. What is wrong is staying there and not turning your eyes back to Jesus and going back in as Paul did to do the ministry, not being discouraged. It's not wrong to be there this morning, but it's wrong to stay there. And Paul's biggest thing, I think his last sort of clap thing here is, look to what's unseen, because that's reality. That goes fast forever. What The troubles are light and momentary. They pass away, they're temporary, verse 18, whereas the glory is eternal. But in some ways, CC does not fully understand. You have to go through one to get to the other. There's a sort of analogy of Jesus. He has to go through the cross to get the resurrection. And there's something about that sharing, that journey, right? Which is the common experience. I'll do. Let's stand.